0: CRE best 5. I'm Carly Iacono and tonight we are taking an overview look of the net lease market. 2020 has been a wild ride so it's important to hit pause and take stock on where we are. Rent collections for September of this year have been their best yet since the start of the pandemic, signaling that conditions across the country are continuing to improve for retail. Our national tenants on the net lease retail space came in at 80% collections and our non-nationals are at 73.6%, a trajectory that we expect to continue to improve. Who's been putting capital into net lease during the pandemic is also very interesting. 70% of the capital coming in has been due to private clients. 11.4% have been owner users and less than 1% have been net lease reads. Now, of course, there are exceptions to this rule. There are several net lease rates which have been extremely active, but for the most part, the capital influx and the transactions that are getting done are really limited to the private client space. And this is due to a few reasons. First and foremost, when the Fed announced that interest rates were going to stay or very close to zero all the way through 2023, investors really started to look for a long-term predictable way to get return. If you are getting nothing or basically nothing in your money market account, you're going to start looking for alternative investment vehicles and net lease because of its passive nature lends itself very well to a new investor profile. Now where we're buying has shifted a bit as well. Only 8% of the transactions have been in urban locations, with the remainder being in suburban or even tertiary areas. This is due to two different factors, in my opinion. The first is a lot of the tenants that are expanding have been opening new locations in your suburban or your secondary markets. Those are your dollar stores. This is a great example. Family Dollar and Dollar Tree have been one of the tenants that have still continued their aggressive expansion plan throughout the pandemic. Now, when you have development, you have more product to sell. Uh, couple that with the investment grade credit rating of those tenants and how well they performed in this sort of market, this world that we're in, and they have been really a boon of investor demand. So tenants like that are really driving some of the underlying data for our shift to suburban and secondary markets. The second thing that I think is impacting this is the overall consumer familiarity with less urban areas. As we continue our work from home, we become more comfortable with spending time in suburban and alternative locations than our core everyday office environment. Because of that, I think some of these secondary markets are becoming more of a place where we feel comfortable investing. We see the long-term growth and we see that this could be a place that is even more appealing in some cases than the urban class A markets that have always gained so much attention. Cap rates have continued to compress, which is very noteworthy. Q2 to Q3 of this year saw significant cap rate compression all in net lease retail, net lease office, and in net lease industrial. Net lease retail came down 19 basis points, net lease office came down 10, and net lease industrial came down 11 basis points. I would attribute this to a few different things. One is investors focus on investment grade tenants. Now your 7-Eleven, your Chick-fil-A, any tenant with an investment grade rating that's going to be under a long-term lease is naturally, by the characteristics of the deal, going to trade at a more aggressive cap rate. In addition to that, the investor's yield requirement has come down. Again, if you're comparing this to nothing in your money market account, a 4% return suddenly looks very attractive. So investors are accepting lower returns as they compete for these investment grade assets. Supply is something else that we are watching very closely. Supply has come down. We are off um, last year by about 9%. Few factors at play here as well. One, there are fewer tenants who are expanding. We have limited tenants that are building right now or have been this year. So that's impacting our finished product from a development pipeline. Second, we have some owners or some clients who are holding back inventory because it may not be treated favorably from a pricing standpoint in today's market. Some examples of that could be your second tier fast casual restaurants, your gyms, your movie theaters. A lot of clients are choosing to just take a wait and see approach and let this part of the market recover a little more before bringing assets out to sale. So those two factors combined give us a shortage of inventory coupled with increased buyer demand, which again is driving the cap rates down, especially on this quality or investment grade credit deals. We do expect Q4 to be an exceptionally busy quarter, and this is in contrast to other election cycles. Usually we'll see clients kind of on the sidelines, waiting to see what happens from a political standpoint. I don't think that's gonna be the case here. We have a lot of investors trying to close out deals by year end, take advantage of 1031 exchanges, take advantage of the very favorable capital gains tax treatment. So uh, starting at the beginning of next year, we should have a lot more data to take a look at as the year closes out and we expect to be very strong. If you are contemplating selling your property and you're trying to find the best time to do so, or you're a new investor looking for a predictable yield, give our team a call, we're happy to help you out. That was Siri Fast 5. I'm Carly Ayakono. We look forward to seeing you again soon.